Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman here on WBT reminding you, while I have a moment here, that uh, you can join Narrowway Productions for Narrowway on the Fairway coming up on March 20th. It's a charity tournament that will be a scramble at the private Firethorn Country Club. You can register your team today at narrowwaygolf.com. Corporate sponsorship still available as well. That's narrowwaygolf.com. We're efforting to get uh, Bill Graham on the line with us because uh, I'm watching here, and the, uh, the the trial in Walterboro is uh, they're in the courtroom, and any moment now they'll pick back up. But this uh, is going to be the beginning of the closing arguments for the defense. And uh, the, the the case could be in the hands of the jury later on this afternoon. Yes, and what a day they had as the jury yesterday after the you know, they had the closing arguments from the prosecution and they visited the site yesterday as well. And uh, in the interest of time, because uh, there's just so much to talk about, I'm going to forego the usual open today and uh, say that we have Bill Graham with us now, brought to us by the law offices of Wallace and Graham. Uh, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, we uh, Every time we talk to you now, so much has happened in this trial since the last time that we talked. But uh, you were with us, uh, kind enough to join us for an entire hour last Friday. And I'm still getting people telling me how much they enjoyed that and uh, hearing the kind of extended uh, you know, analysis from you and taking phone calls. But that was almost a week ago. And now here we are. Uh, they've been to the to the site of the of the crime. They we've heard the uh, the closing arguments from the prosecution. And we had another day on Friday after you were here of testimony from Alec Murdoch. So I don't even know where to start, but uh, what are you thinking uh, at this stage of the game here? Uh, the state has put on a, a ton of evidence, as everyone has seen. And uh, yesterday, uh, Mr. Waters put on the closing, and I think um, he, I mean, he had a lot to close with. Uh, but he honed in on repeatedly uh, that you can't trust this guy. Anything he says, anything he said while he was on the stand can't be trusted. He makes up stuff on the fly. Um, that was buttressed by people who have known him for a long, long time. Um, and, and, you know, when I'm watching parts of the testimony, I, I just saw bits and pieces of it just recounting what had gone on. Uh, what a painful experience, not only losing, you know, Maggie's sister and um, other family members having to, to go through this trial and recount all of the things that sort of led up to it and, and what folks didn't know that led up to it. So I think the state has put on a lot of evidence that we'll, we'll see the defense closing and uh, then at that point, after the defense closes, the judge will instruct the jury on what the law is in South Carolina. And then they'll retire and uh, begin their deliberations uh, uh, more likely than not today. But if not, then uh, on Monday. After listening to that closing argument from the prosecution yesterday, did you have a feeling? I mean, that that last moment when he looked at the jury and he said, don't let him fool you, too. Yeah. You know, that yeah. was kind of his last That's line the thing. to yeah. the jury. Do you did you have a gut feeling like mm, he may have just swayed all 12 of those 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 ladies and gents? Um, no, I think. 
I think they're, they're you know, they're going to hear the defense argument uh, in the closing. Uh, you know, you, you, whenever you're in trial and you, there's a pendulum that goes back and forth. Each side has its say. And once one side has its say, you say, oh, you know, I think there's a conviction here, and then you hear the defense close, and you say, well, I don't know, there could be a reasonable doubt here. So you have to wait for everything to conclude. That's why it's set up this way. And uh, then the judge is going to instruct them on the law, uh, and then we'll go from there. What did you make of the fact that they went to the property earlier this week? Uh, the judge allowed it. Uh, they went there yesterday. There was pool video, and and audio uh, of that, and uh, at least one of the jurors was said to be looking at the, the size of the doorway. And uh, so when they announced that that was going to happen, A, were you surprised that that was granted? And, and B, um, your general reaction to it happening? I'm not surprised that it happened. What I wish they would have done is done that first. Uh, that, I think that would have been most helpful for the jury. Don't wait to the end. Do it in the beginning because when you're talking about the where the dogs are and where the house is and where this building or that place is and how many steps he you know somebody took, it would have been good for the the jury to have that visual already in their mind so that they don't uh, you know go there at the end and say oh that's what that witness was talking about that that's hard to to do at the end. It's easier to do it at the beginning. I, that's what I would have done if I were had been the judge. Now, this week during the trial, they brought, um, the the defense brought up witnesses that suggested that this was a, a, a two-person job, that um, a forensic uh, scientist who, who talked about the, the gun range itself, and then the prosecution then came back up and they brought back brought back to the stand witnesses to debunk the two-person theory, to debunk whether or not that gun, it, the shotgun with Paul was in close range. Were they effective? Was the prosecution effective in their arguments or in bringing those witnesses back to the stand? No, I think that's exactly what you have to do. If the defense raises a, a theory for the jury to consider, now, mind you, the defense doesn't have to prove anything. All the defense has to do is say that the state didn't prove their case that's all the defense has to do. Uh, so the defense can offer up theories, but in rebuttal, the state's obligated that if that, you know, whatever expert they, the defense brings up, state says, well, let me let you hear again from our expert and tell you why that theory doesn't hold water. And that's exactly what Mr. Waters did. And that was exactly what he should have done. And I think that's, um, you know, you take a risk when you put your defense witnesses up that that's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to hear the state witnesses not once, but you'll hear them twice because they always call them in rebuttal. Mm -hmm. So state did exactly what they should have done there. A few questions on timing of things. Is there a time limit on how long the closing arguments can go? Like, in other words, uh, we saw it took an <laughs> afternoon yesterday. How long should we assume that the closing arguments for the defense will be the same? Or is there a limit on how long they can go? It's up to the judge. Um, in a civil trial, uh, judges will say, okay, uh, Mr. Attorney or Mrs. Attorney, you've got uh, 90 minutes for closing or one hour or 30 minutes or whatever it is. We're not going to stay here all day. This is, a, obviously, it's a murder trial. Obviously, a man's um, 
the rest of his life is at stake here. There's a bunch of due process due in a murder trial, a bunch. And obviously you get more due process than you would in a civil trial because there's just money at stake or property or whatever. So this, uh, this closing statement could go all day um, and probably will. That's why I say it could be Monday before we even get a jury charge. But um, it, there's no time limit unless the judge sets a time limit. And I suspect that the judge wouldn't do that here, um, given the fact that the state had as much time. He'll allow the same amount of time for the defense just to be uh, equitable. Okay, so another timing question, or part two, I guess. So uh, if the jury gets the case today or whenever they get it, they start mm-hmm. deliberating. And uh, if they come up, if they co- come to a verdict and it's 9 o'clock tonight, um, I'm, I'm assuming that uh, the judge will be informed of this and then the announcement of this will happen tomorrow morning or when will it happen? How do they because, you know, this trial is very high profile. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like the O.J. Simpson trial where where you were wondering what the reaction was going to be in the streets. Uh, I think if you asked most people, they probably think they know how this is going to go. But I'm um, all right. Hang on a second. We've got some breaking news. Yeah, here. I was going to tell you, Bo, they have kicked a juror off the panel for some outside contact outside the jury room. <gasps> We're listening in now to see exactly what that may have been. But the judge has decided to dismiss that juror. OK, so we have some audio of this. Uh, or do we know? Okay, not a, not quite okay. yet. Okay, so Bill, I've got you on the line here. What's your reaction to that development? Well, depending on what it was, if I was the defense, I would move for a mistrial. Wow! So this could uh, this, this this could, could throw be... everything wonky. Yeah, um, but you don't you don't know what the contact was or what the context of it was, um, given the gravity of the situation. Um, the judge is probably going to want to not have the jury um, in the courtroom if he wants to hear from counsel. If if uh, Mr. Hapurlian or his um, um, his side wants to be heard, he'll have to allow for some time on that. So this this really gets the defense um, in in a, in a situation where. You know, you, you're you're the lawyer. You've practiced this closing, and now this thing comes in there. Now it it's like uh, you're trying to fit. It's one second left, and you're trying to to win the game, and you're trying to put it through the uprights um, at Bank of America Stadium, and they call two timeouts on you. It, it it's intended to get you off your game. You know, stuff like this, and mm-hmm. so he might file a, a motion for a mistrial. So he could do that. I mean, yesterday I'm listening to the coverage of them going to the murder site, and you hear them say the jurors and one alternate. Well, mm-hmm. so there's a reason why there's an alternate juror. If, mm-hmm. if it's not a mistrial, then that's precisely the reason why you have an alternate juror, correct? That's correct. So this could go a number of ways, but I think I hear you saying if you had to, if you had to guess based on what you know at this moment right now, a mistrial is a very highly probable uh, outcome to this? Well, it's it, it's a probability. I wouldn't say it's it's likely. Okay. I think the judge is going to say um, it's an option. Know, make your it's an option. Make your motion. Let's have a hearing, and he has to get that on the record because that's they're making a record for appeal here. You have to uh, keep that in mind because it's going to go to the, the appellate court. So the record's going to have to be established. He's going to want to if a motion for mistrial is made, he's going to want to hear from both sides. Um, and that could take a while. So, uh, so, and I know I'm late to Mark. Uh, the last question here, I, I started this 
this line of questioning. <laughs> I, I started this by asking you about timelines on various things. And now the last question here is, if this all, what's the potential delay in what we thought this trial was going to yes. be versus where we are now uh, just about uh, two minutes later in the conversation? I'd, I'd probably go um, three or four hours, half a day. Wow. Um, and, you know, I got to keep in mind today's Thursday. If, if, if for whatever reason he makes the motion for mistrial, it's denied. He goes to closing. He finishes today. The jury gets it today, early tomorrow. They deliberate. Remember, uh, on all of our previous trials, all the trials, most of them, ended on Friday afternoon, late, or Friday night. Well, usually we're asking you about what happened yesterday. What do you make of it, Bill? But uh, things have changed since we started this conversation. It's so, so crazy. You couldn't mm. write this stuff if you mm. were doing a screenplay. So I'll end by saying I have your number. I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. I will talk to you soon. I'm <laughs> on right. standby. All right. Thank you, Bill. That's Bill Graham, the law offices of Wallace and Graham. He joins us every Thursday here 